Hold on, I, I, I gotta start off, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's a very special night. It's a very, very special night. Because we are... Tonight is a special event. As the Stanley Cup might be awarded tonight to the, to the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, because this God. is their Stanley Cup. <laughs> so I I hope they have the 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 confetti ready. I hope they have the all the music ready cuz oh my god. <laughs> okay, I was confused as to where you were taking that. And yo, I have yeah. so many I have so many thoughts and scary dreams about this upcoming Jets game. Like me too. <laughs> I've been, First of I've been all, waiting for this for a very long time. I've Where, been waiting for yes. this one since when? When is the last time played? November, December, December, December. December. I think early December, like December seventh. I don't remember. So since then, I've obviously been looking forward to this one because I'm like, okay, what happened in that one? Uh, the Pionk hit, the Spezza hit. We know what happened. It was a, it was a slugfest. Peel and Matthews, yeah. But what just happened in the last game versus the Bruins? We won six four, but. We lost Lubushkin. Everyone died. <laughs> Everyone died, pretty yeah. much. Uh, and then Mrazik's yeah. out six weeks. Mm-hmm. And now we're stuck with... In, in this game, do you know what our starting and our backup goaltenders are? Shulgren and Hutch. Oh! <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay, like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think that's... And it's the, again, so... Simmons is in. Clifford's in. Blackwell's out, and I honestly, people are upset with that. I don't mind it at this point. I'm just in full like injury management mode right now, just because again we're so close to the playoffs. Like it's already tomorrow's like tomorrow's April. Yeah, that's crazy. Tomorrow's the first day of April, and that's we're like fun. we're already like right we're right by the playoffs. Yeah, so like just try to get through this game with two points. Again, I wouldn't mind if like Spezza or Simmons punches Pionks or Logan Logan Stanley's face in. But like, just stay healthy, dude. Um, dude at this point, and again, if, if mm. what are you saying? Yeah, I, I just want to. I just want them. To, I want them to win tonight, and I just want them to stay healthy tonight. Um, again, I know there's a lot of fans who are gonna want the Leafs to be out for blood to go after Pionk and go after PLD for what they did last time. But to be honest, I just don't need real pros in that because they're just gonna turn it to a complete shit show, and I don't want anyone. That's my main priority right now. If if we had a completely healthy Leafs lineup tonight, I would have been way more comfortable mm. with you know a couple guys throwing hits here and there. But like, how many games do we have mm-hmm. left until the playoffs? Fifteen, right? Yeah. Something like that. And plus, I think yeah. yeah. Here here's the injured list for the Leafs right now: Jake Muzzin, IR; Jack Campbell, IR; Andre Kasha, IR; Sandine, IR; Mrazek, IR; Labushkin, day to day. Oh my god. Or I guess I guess okay, Campbell so is not. Okay, so a couple things to note. He's yeah. not on the LTIR. Yeah, so is supposed to come back. Yeah, soon. Campbell is cleared to come back. Apparently, he's coming back. I think they're saying he's going to play on Saturday. He's going to be staying on Saturday, so that's good. Muzzin's day. I think Keith said today he's getting close, so that's good. Andre Kasha, who fucking knows? He has a head injury. Labushkin skated this morning. That's positive. So, like, there's only a few injuries on that. I'm like, oh my god, they're going to be up for a while. I think it's like Mrazek, Sandin. Um. Those are the main two I'm about. I can't remember if anyone else really said on that list, but those are the two kind of straight me as, okay, this could be out for a while. But again, the list right now is really long. I think it's going to get significantly shorter the next couple of days. But again, um, Sandin's really my main concern. But again, they have Lilligren's been playing great. Mm-hmm. And like, I would not mind, like, at this, if the playoffs were to start right now, 
I wouldn't mind having Giordano and Lilligren as that third pair and then or moving that to second pair because they've been that good and having like a Muzz Hall third pair and then having Rassanen as a seventh because like they like Lilligren's deserve as has earned his spot in the lineup right now. I like I don't think it makes sense to take him out of the lineup at this point in time because again, right-handed shot beside Giordano who's looked who've both looked very comfortable where they currently are. Uh, there's also speculation that Dahlstrom may get a shot if Labushkin uh, and Muzzin continue to be out. Hall may I hope he does. Line up. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked last episode about Nick Abrisesi being signed to an entry-level deal with Toronto Maple Leafs. Carl Dahlstrom was also signed to one recently. Yeah. Uh, he's mm. a defenseman. He's a promising one as well. Mm. Obviously, I yeah. don't think he's in the same ilk as... Um... Stand in the ground. Yeah, but uh, the other prospects, Niemela, right? Niemela, yeah. Niemela, yeah, yeah. I like, I like him. It really is Niemela. It seems like he's like he's like he has potential to be like a very good defenseman. I don't know how good. I don't want to sit here and say he's going to be like Victor Hedman, but like I think from whatever from what I've read, I think everyone thinks he's going to be very very good. He's a right-handed shot, which is rare for like defensemen just in general. So, um, yeah. But yeah, like Dahlstrom's a big guy, big defenseman. I think. I haven't seen him play, but I think he might be a good uh, alternate for Labushkin if Labushkin is long-term. But again, I don't see him being out super long-term given that he skated this morning, but who, who really knows at this point, right? Head, in, head injuries are scary. They're hard to read. They can have they can suffer setbacks at any moment. So anyways, we'll see what uh, we'll see what comes out of it. But I, I, I hope they give Dahlstrom a shot. I really do. I think it's helpful to know what, what they have in that player, but... Yeah, I also, I can also understand why they're not putting in like rookies tonight, just because again, I think people expect that it, it could get a little out of hand uh, at some sure. point. So, um, I don't I don't want to put them in that fire because it's like it's the same reason why I didn't want uh, why I didn't mind Every Zazy playing in Boston. So, defense is fine. I think forwards will find hmm. a way out of it. I agree. The goaltender situation right now is kind of fucked up. Um, I really really have you Jack seen their will... depth chart? I, I don't want to. Hear me out for a sec. Like, mm. I hope Jack Campbell comes back soon. Because as of mm. right now, there is a solid, solid, solid chance that they say Morazic will be back by the beginning of the playoffs. He's out six weeks. But, I wouldn't be surprised if Morazic had already played his last game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's say Campbell comes back and he's healthy. Why on earth would you go back to Morazic unless there's an absolute disaster emergency? Like, this is his third groin injury this season. Third. Third. I thought it was two, but okay, yeah, sure. So, you, at this point, let's say Campbell comes back. He's good. Um, he wins you the next few games. Like, you you go into the playoffs. Let's say you face the team. Campbell's your starting goaltender. And let's say Campbell gets injured. Would you go to Eric Schalgren or Peter Mrazek at that point? I would say That's a good Schalgren. point. That's a good, good point. Yeah. So if this is from Nick Richard. This is a Leafs goaltending depth chart. This is and this is unbelievable. This is crazy. Okay. Campbell injured. Mrazek injured. Shulgren, not bad. Joseph Wall injured. Michael Hutchison. He's good. He he he's healthy. Michael uh Mike Scott or Ian Scott. Sorry, Ian Scott injured. Oh Carter Hutton. He's technically not a Leaf, but he's also hurt. And then uh, Petruzzelli is not signed to an NHL contract, but he's sick. So out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight goalies, two of them are either are fully healthy and can play NHL hockey or play hockey in general. I don't know what the hell the Marlies are doing at this point in time. But like, anyways, I, I <laughs> yeah, like I, I genuinely believe uh, Jack Campbell comes back on Saturday. 
Yeah. Um, if he was if he was cleared to play, I mean, he he can basically take today off, get treatment today, get treatment tomorrow, and then play on Saturday potentially. Again, I think it's the Flyers, so that's a pretty again, no disrespect to the Flyers, but that's a pretty nice game to kind of get back in the net and just kind of yeah. calm yourself down, get back, kind of to get get your bearings and everything before you kind of ramp up. Because again, it's I yeah, I hope they split time between. Shulgren and Campbell down the stretch just to give Jack kind of, just to kind of let Jack ease himself back in instead of kind of throwing him into like four games in a row or whatever but yeah which I'm sure they'll do based on how Shulgren's played but anyways but this is the biggest question mark for the Leafs going into the playoffs now if Jack Campbell is a shell of his former self mm. the Leafs are fucked yeah the Leafs are absolutely fucked like, like you can say that about any gold any goalie though that's that's the other thing right like I mean, Jack can't like the Leafs more than most because again, like just the Leafs have a have a magnifying glass on them. Everything that's that happens here is like not quite as drastic as as, as it as it would be if it happens somewhere like Arizona or like St. Louis or like Philadelphia. Okay, maybe not Philadelphia because Philadelphia media and Philadelphia fans are crazy, like crazy, like yeah. Anyways, yeah. but like, yeah, um, I don't know, man. Like I, I. I'm actually really high on Shilgren. He's Shilgren's had a couple of questionable goals the last couple of games, but I think overall he's been pretty solid. Could he win you a series? I don't really know, but I think that I think the things we've seen from him so far have been positive. I think that's a good start. Mm-hmm. And like, again, but you're right. Um, but again, I'm not really worried about Campbell because again, I do believe that whatever like that injury Campbell had was a big reason why that he was kind of. Bad, he, like yeah. after January, but who 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 knows? We're gonna see. Yeah, uh, the Bruins game. I also wanted to mention Taylor Hall was fined five thousand dollars for punching Lebuski. Stupid, stupid. I don't. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about it. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> a <laughs> like, lot okay. of people. I, I want to bring it up though. I want to bring it up, even if it's quickly. Everyone, everyone in the world who's a Leafs fan, um, hated this. Absolutely hated this. Do you know why? Uh, when was the Heritage Classic? Three weeks ago, right? Two, three weeks uh, ago. Yeah, something like that. What Two happened in that game? Like Austin Matthews cross-checked. Um, I forgot who it was. Buffalo Sabres player. Delian. Rasmus Delian. Delian. And he got two games for that. A lot of people said Matthews would get one game, but it was deserved because it was a dangerous hit and it was unprovoked, mm-hmm. whatever. Or maybe mm-hmm. it was provoked. It doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, he did it. And the suspension mm-hmm. he got... A lot of people were like, well-deserved. Even a lot of Leafs supporters were like, it makes sense. Like, that's a dangerous play. Austin should have gotten mm-hmm. two games. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So, what have we learned there? What have we learned in that hit? And what have we learned in that suspension? <laughs> Forget uh, the Taylor Hall one uh, for now. What, what do we know yeah. about the NHL from that one? Cross-checks are two-game penalties. Two-game suspensions for players who are first-time offenders uh, that lay dangerous cross-checks to the neck. Yes, and that is what we call a starts with a P word. P R E. Precedent. Mm, precedent. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I'm not very good at. I'm, yeah. I'm not very good at words. <laughs> precedent. Yeah, but, yeah. You're right. That's, you're right. Yeah. That's what we call a precedent. So what yes. Taylor Hall did was not the exact same thing that Austin Matthews did. Uh, but he punched Ilya Labushkin from behind. It was a it was a dangerous hit. It was a dangerous play. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what yep. anyone says on Twitter. That's dangerous. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I saw someone uh, someone tweeted this. I forgot who it was. They said it had um, shades of uh, 
Oh, uh, Todd Bertuzzi on uh, yes. more, uh, more. I think I, I can't remember his last name, but yeah, Todd yes. Bertuzzi. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it I did. It, yeah. it did. Mm-hmm. And the fact so, that he only got fined five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And it's just what the fuck are you doing again? Yeah. So just to add on that, just to add to, just to tag on to that a little bit. So there's a couple of things. Number one. In the NHL rule book, there's a there there is a line that actually says if a player soccer punches a play like if if one player soccer punches an opposing player leads to an injury, that's a match penalty. So that wasn't followed. Taylor Hall was given a two minute roughing penalty, so didn't get a five minute major. Number two, um, Taylor Hall is a repeat offender. He, he uh, I believe, I'm not sure how many how many times he's been suspended, but he when he was with Edmonton, he's been suspended. He was suspended for kneeing a player. Number three, um, this was this was an intent to injure. It was retaliatory because Ilya Labushkin laid a some like I think what some people are calling a somewhat questionable hit, and to that I will agree. It was it was a bit questionable, but he basically it was retaliate it was retaliatory. It was intent to injure, and he hurt the guy, and he missed the rest of the game. He is out indefinitely. Really, he's day to day, but he's still indefinitely. He has a head injury, and like, yeah, uh, the NHL this year has handed a couple different penalties for soccer punches, and I don't know what we're doing here because, like, it's it seems black and white that he should have at least gotten a game or even two games. I don't really know what the, what what the what he should have gotten, but the fact he wasn't even suspended is a problem. Yep, it's a problem. I don't know what else to say. And we've been down this road before. It's been a few months now since we've talked about uh the nhl department of player safety and their lack want to know something funny what's up want to know do you want to, i think do you want to know the last time we talked about player safety when the last time the leafs played the jets <laughs> oh my god yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's anyways that's that's kind of funny coincidence but yeah anyways look like look, look. I'm not saying Taylor Hall is a dirty player because I don't think he is. I think he was frustrated. Like he was upset that the team was losing like six to two and he that's, still took a hit. That's However, not the point though. That's not the point. I know. I know. I know. I know it's not. I, 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 that's not my point. My point is, but he still did the thing. He yeah. still hit a dangerous play that should have been penalized. And that's kind of where I'm at because like whether, whether he's dirty or not does not matter. He hurt a guy on a stupid, dirty play that should have been called. Uh, five-minute major and it wasn't so anyways so if anything this just reminds us serves as a beautiful reminder that when a questionable hit comes um the league whether this is during the game so the referees during the game or the department of player safety after the game they have a big mm. wheel right and yeah. what's on the wheel one game suspension <laughs> nazim kadri on all Fine. of it it's just all nazim kadri and all yeah. maple leafs everything yeah. The Department yeah. of Player Safety yeah. has suspended Nazem Kadri for five games for Taylor Hall's hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, but like, check on Nas. Th- that's what they do. They just spin the fucking wheel. Yeah, they have. They're, they they don't that's... even know how much of a mm-hmm. suspension they're gonna give to anyone. They don't even know it themselves, but they do it sometimes. They did yeah. it to Austin Matthews. They know how yeah. to do it. They just don't know how yeah. to do it consistently, which is a then big fucking the, yeah. problem. And that's the word, right? Like consistency. Like if like if they handed out suspensions, I don't think people would care. But as long as you do it in the same kind of realm for each different infraction, I don't think people would mind. Now, granted, there's going to be fans who say he shouldn't be suspended at all. But like, you're you're going to have that regardless. You're you're, you're, you're not going to be able to make every single party happy. But like, 
they're making no one happy right now because you because you have fans who say oh he shouldn't have gotten anything and you have fans saying why the fuck wasn't he suspended or fined or anything or just insert penalty here but like i don't know like so <sighs> this is one of the reasons why i am afraid of the leafs uh facing the boston bruins in the stanley cup playoffs because you yep. just know you just know regardless of if mm -hmm. nazim kadri is playing in the series or not there's yeah. going to be something that happens that Leafs fans mm -hmm. are going to hate and Bruins fans are just going to get away with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This well, has like, happened yeah. before. I don't know. This has happened yeah. the last three times we faced the Bruins. Yeah. If it happens again, it probably will. I don't well, like, know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, here's, here's the reason I'm not quite as upset as, that, as you are. Because, like, again... I look at, I don't, yeah, like the Bruins used to have a, like a, again, the Bruins are a very skilled hockey team. That's not where, that's not really where I'm concerned, but the Bruins really used to have like a way more kind of physical of a team. We, we used to have a way more physical team with players like Chara, Johnny Boychuk, Sean Thornton, whatever. Like they, and they still have some physical players. Don't get me wrong. They still have players like Brad Marsh, Andre Lou, who lays the body, David Poshnock even lays the body. But like, again, he's not necessarily a player who I worry about like going out and cross-checking someone. But like, I think, if you look at their roster, I'm a lot less concerned about players going around doing stupid stuff like they used to, if that makes sense, than I am now. I guess so. They, 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 st they still have Brad, don't get me wrong. Brad Marchand consistently does stupid stuff, he, and, he, and he did that two nights ago when he got 10-minute misconduct at the end of the second period for John Shocking, for cross-checking John Tavares, which is kind of funny. But, like, I don't know. Um, I think... Regardless, I think I think at this point, Leafs fans have seen so much shit that regardless of who they face, they're they're gonna feel that way. Um, especially if you look at just the way that some of these teams are built. But like again, um, I'm not looking to like at least again. This is just for me. I'm not really looking at it like that. I'm I'm trying not to at least because again, like at the end of the day, whatever happened is whatever happens is going to happen. And all you can really hope for is that again. I don't know how much hope you can have for this, but like if something happens, that it'll be take taken care of properly but again like that's a bit of a stretch but what else can we do that's really all i'm kind of getting at here uh between now and the end of the season the toronto maple leafs they play the boston bruins i think one more time i think it's once once yeah and that's the season closer actually so again okay. we mentioned this last episode very very intriguing last game because if the leafs end up playing the boston bruins in the first round that's essentially mm -hmm. a playoff preview right there that's, could that's be. the beginning of mm -hmm. the series well, yeah, like I'm, I'm fascinated to see what happens down the stretch because again, if it's a situation where Boston or Toronto, like there's, they're basically not even playing for anything, like playoff position or anything, which is unlikely, just given how closely that division, that just is unlikely, just be, just because of how that division's currently lined up. But again, if they get, if the Leafs get some distance from the wild card, or if they're already locked into playing the second wild card. Like I could also just see them resting literally everyone just because they awesome. don't really need to. But like. Who knows? Again, I don't. I'm not. I'm not looking too far into it. But I, I, I don't know. Like, I also can't really see that because if it's a home game, you basically have fans paying to come see them. So yeah, like, yeah. that's kind of bad. But anyways, anyways, who knows? We'll see. Uh, between now and the end of the regular season, the Leafs also play the Montreal Canadiens, I believe, two more times. Oh, make it stop! I don't want to play them anymore. And yeah. head coach of the Montreal Canadiens is Martin Saint Louis. MSL. Yep. He is. So this is uh, from yesterday, article from the NHL.com. 10, 8, mm. 4 since he replaced Dominic Ducharme on February 9th. Okay. So about 500. Okay. Um, and now there's discussion on whether he should actually return for the Mar He uh, should. He should. For, 
for the head coaching position next season. So, mm. so I'm conflicted here because okay. there was there was something I heard a couple months ago, and mm. Martin St. Louis he was, he was talking about the way uh, he would go in and deploy his system in the Montreal Canadiens, okay. right? And he was okay. talking about like what what big change would he make for mm. the club, and he said, well, previously a lot of players were super defined. This is I'm paraphrasing according to what he said. He said a lot of players, they're so used to playing with a defined system on the Montreal Canadiens. And because of that, they like they had to downplay their skills and they were forced to play a certain way. And then he said, when he starts coaching them, he wants them to just go play. He doesn't want to force a system. He just, if they, if they, if they see a play that they like on the ice, they're just going to go do it naturally. And I heard that. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I like the fact that you're giving your players the freedom to do whatever they want on the ice because they are hockey players. They're smart. They know what to do. Um, but isn't that a little concerning? D- doesn't that give you like shades of like, maybe this guy doesn't actually know any system. That's why he's letting his players make it up. Well, like he's a, he's a former player, right? So like, again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not expecting him to know like, here's a system I'm going to run. Like, here's, here's what I'm going to do. Like, like that's but like, it's kind of... That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's, he's only yeah. saying that because he's had... Pretty yeah. much no coaching experience. Yeah, which is fair. Which, which is a, which is a fair point to make. I don't disagree with that at all. Like, just concerned. It, it's going to be interesting, I think, regardless of what happens. Because again, because I think one aspect that we we need to talk about is Cole Caulfield. Like since um, Marty St. Louis took over, Cole Caulfield has like ten goals or something. Like that. He's like thirteen. He's like he's like twelve goals. He's crazy. He's been on a he's been on, on an absolute fucking tear. 13 goals, 12 assists, and 20, uh, 25 points under 22 games under St. Louis. There you go. Like, like, and he was irrelevant with the uh, uh, Ducharme. Now, again, I think that says more about Ducharme than it does about Caulfield. And I think any, anyone would agree with that just based on how just Cole Caulfield's an incredibly talented hockey player. But, like, I get worried about... Uh, hiring like because if again if you move on from marty st louis that'll be his third coach in three seasons which is a lot um and look you finally have him going um josh anderson and uh, nick suzuki are playing pretty well i think if the season ends today i think they bring him back um and then they let him figure it out because again i think he's at least earned that opportunity to because like the team's played so much better under him but the other thing is, who else do you bring in? Um, and this is this is the thing I've, we've, that we've that I've brought up before is like because having a French speaking French like or like a, a francophone head coach, there's not many great options out there. And I genuinely think that Marty Stanley might be is probably one of the better ones that's going to be available. So like at that point, like is it really worth it to go out and just get another one for the sake of bringing an actual head coach? That that that, that I think that's kind of where my uh, that, 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 that would be my opinion in terms of what the, what's going to happen. But again, I have absolutely no idea. So we'll see. I'm, I'm still conflicted. I don't know. I feel like he's he's a great uh, boost to the locker room. I remember when mm-hmm. he was traded from the Tampa Bay Lightning to the New York Rangers. I uh, mm. saw a few videos floating around. That was the year that they made it to the cup final, right? Yeah. yeah. And you could just feel that they were different with him in the lineup. Like the energy that he brings. Mm-hmm. And like, so, so yeah, yeah he, he would be a great coach one day. Don't get me wrong. He would be a great coach. It's just now, like right now. Okay. I'm gonna throw so. a name at you. I'm gonna throw a name at you. Um, Rod Brindamore. 
Robert Bindemore is a former player. He's also someone who hasn't had a whole lot of coaching experience, and he's currently leading uh, the top seeded Metro team in the East right now. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like this is something I've always felt. Hiring former players to be coach is a risk, um, especially if you're hiring for a head coaching position, just because, again, playing coaching isn't the same as playing. Again, you can take the stuff you've learned from like from your career and try to apply it to coaching, but like overall, it's not. It doesn't always pan out, so um, it just really depends. And again, um, my my opinion on San Luis has been because of the way he plays. Um, he was a playmaker. He sees the ice really well. I would think that would translate well to coaching, but again, I have no idea. I don't really know what makes a good coach and what doesn't in terms of like an NHL from an NHL perspective, but. The players seem to love him, and again, I think just I would I would think that the that the state of that locker room emotionally is in a very delicate spot right now, just given everything that's happened to the team the last little bit. So again, I just I guess I just worry about uh, making too many moves in terms of head coaching. But again, uh, maybe you have to do that because you want a better coach. But I don't know. Um, but I I I would think it'd be unlikely, just given that the Canadians have like played really well as of late. Um, another funny story going around. Did you see the video about Justin Bieber taunting the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's funny because over the last like ten years that I've been following hockey, uh, Justin Bieber, mm. I knew he's he's a Toronto fan, but he's been spotted mm. in or around the entire league. Rangers, Rangers, yeah. I believe Kings at one point as well. Um, mm-hmm. so he's kind of bouncing around his fandom. Uh, over the last two, three seasons, though, due to Austin Matthews and them being buddy-buddy, uh, yeah. he has been really doubling down on his Toronto Maple Leafs yeah. brand ambassadorship. Yeah. Well, well, there's a, yeah, well, there's a, a Drew House Maple Leaf collaboration yes. dropping tomorrow at the Leaf Stop, which I'm very interested to check out, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah. do, you know, do you know who Drew House is? Is that an artist? Oh, no, I'm not, again. <laughs> not again. Not again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's funny. So, um, so in the yeah. in his concert, he was saying like, um... <laughs> "How was that playoff spot?" Look, <laughs> Austin Matthews doing just putting in work here. He's like, oh, "Okay, yeah." Yeah, and everyone's like, like, "Boo, go Habs, go!" Yeah, go, Habs. that's fair. And again, like that's brave because like the Leafs did just recently blow a three to one series lead, <laughs> fucking with ah, Montreal. Totally. Anyways, yeah. Um, but no, I think I think it's pretty cool. Again, like. It's basically like Drake with the Raptors, although Drake actually goes everywhere and talks to all sorts of players. So like, mm-hmm. but anyways, I think it's I think I think it's kind of cool. It's like, like the Coyotes don't have this. The Blues don't have. Oh, the, the Blues have John Ham, but like I don't really think that counts. No, um, that count. no, no, no. John Ham. <laughs> no, what the fuck? Like the Bruins. The Bruins don't really have it. At least at the top of my head. I don't know. I'm sure there's players I'm forgetting, but or teams I'm forgetting, but. It doesn't really matter, um, but yeah, I think I think it's kind of cool, and again, it's going to continue as long as he's here. So good, uh, him being Matthews. So keep it up. Do you want to talk about the GM discussions from this week? Mm. The answer is yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Good answer. So <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> they met this season. Um, they met this week, actually. You mean. Yeah, I would hope they'd meet the season, but sure, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and a few things were discussed. Uh, apparently, the league is on pace to average 6.2 goals per game, which is the highest rate in like 25 years. Yeah, uh, I remember in like the 80s, 
there was just like eight goals a game, something something ridiculous like that. Right. Scores, scores were like 8-5 all the time. Something stupid. And then came the dead puck era, which was in the 90s and early 1000s. And then now the league wants to go back to a high octane, high offense, low reliance on goaltender kind of league, which is why the which is good. goaltender yeah. pads have been actually shrinking over the last few seasons. Yep. Um, they want more goals. They want more excitement because ex- goals are exciting. And that's that's what brings you fans in. A um, couple stats yeah. that were discussed were there have been 563 lead changes this year. 41% of wins oh. this season have been comeback wins. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. That's good, though. I think it, like it's entertaining, but yeah, that's crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And they also talked... So, obviously, they had the stats released, which is cool. Uh, but then they were also talking about uh, adding a no-trade documentation to contract registry. <laughs> so, this is in result of... Uh, as a result of the Dodonov situation. So previously, what happens is when a player was traded from one club to another, the no-trade list from that player was just given from that one club directly to that next club. And there was some confusion around because Dodonov got traded from the Senators to the Golden Knights. Did the Senators give the no-trade list to the Golden Knights? Did the Golden Knights fuck up? Like, who was at fault? Who done it, right? That was, That's what caused the confusion. Don't get me wrong. Simon and I both think the Golden Knights are messed up for not following it because that's, that's on them. But how do you not know your player has a no trade? I know, I know. <laughs> Anyways, it, it takes a level of stupidity to not know. But what that's what the Golden Knights are. They don't care. So, uh, NHL wants to basically have like a central place to house these no trade lists, so that this situation would be avoided in the future. So NHL would know uh, no trade. Which lists. I, do, I think that's a great idea. Why wasn't it implemented last time? Yeah, like because apparently, the, apparently their stuff isn't. They 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 the league does not run on cap friendly or like other other websites like that, which is fine. I get I obviously get that, but like you didn't have access to it. Like you can't just pull up a computer, pull up a web browser, and go capfriendly.com. Oh shit, he has a no trade clause. Okay, yeah. cool. Anyways, and, and yeah. we know general managers use cap friendly. Here and here's the here's the more ridiculous part. The last, so before Cap Friendly, there was a website called General Fanager. Yeah. Um, basically, same idea. And the Knights hired him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is on the Knights staff. And they had no idea that he had a note trade. He being dead enough, which is ridiculous. So, anyways, continue. Yeah. Um, anyway, Golden Knights, you stink. But uh, the league is. Uh, yeah. The league was also talking about LTIR and the possibility of uh, the salary cap continuing into the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which was interesting, um, which would basically prevent uh, a situation where you Circumvention, have, yeah. Like a Kucherov situation. Because we know that in the playoffs, there is no salary cap right now. So essentially, you could come in with... Uh, you could you could be cap compliant until the playoffs, and then as soon as the playoffs begin, you could have like a hundred twenty million dollar roster, which is kind of what the Tampa Bay Lightning did. There are discussions about potentially removing that, which I think is very very stupid. I don't think that's what the discussion should be. I think the fact that you are now doubling down on making this cap even harder is the wrong move to make. Luxury cap, something similar to what the NBA does. 
That's what you need yeah. to do. Yeah, I agree with that. Why, I, I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Why are you discouraging the best, most popular, richest teams, the ones with the most uh, passionate fan bases, the largest fan bases, from actually performing well? Yeah. Right? That's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. Like, <laughs> Tampa Bay won a couple cups. They might win another one. And yeah. you want them to stop? Yeah. They're not like breaking any laws. Right? This is cool. This yeah. is creative. I like the fact that they have like a $100 million roster in the playoffs. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The fact that. Okay. The players, yeah. The fact that they're like $100 million, like. Ten million dollars over the cap. I don't think anyone thinks that's cool, but I get what you're saying. But like, you know yeah. what I mean. Anyways, yeah, yeah. So I just find it very stupid that mm, this is yeah. the discussion they're choosing to focus on this rather than other issues around the league. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a. Here's the thing. Like, I find that these meetings they typically like talk about hot topic, like popular topics that are trending around the league, which is fair. So again, like. uh it's kind of interesting you bring it up because we're literally just talking about this with the with the Vegas Golden Knights. They need like thirteen million dollars in cap space now to free up uh, Mark Stone and uh, Alec Martinez to get them off LTIR, and it's going to be difficult for them because like all their money is made in like four or five different players. So, um, like you said, I would love a soft cap or like love like some sort of like a competitive balance tax or luxury luxury tax threshold instead of that. Um, are we going to get it? Probably not. Um, but again, um, I think it makes more sense. You already have revenue sharing, so that makes it easier. So like, I don't, I don't really get what's stopping them from doing it, but, um, I know, I know what's stopping them. Gary Batman and Gary his Batman. idiot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. Uh, some people want it gone again, just cause it's the cap circumvention. Fine. But like, again, um look if your team i don't know man if, if your team yeah. did what the tampa bay lightning did for the playoffs mm-hmm. and they actually end up going far and winning the cup you wouldn't say yeah. a word if your favorite team did that no for sure it. for sure you wouldn't for sure you wouldn't but like my thing is like why are we basically like if, if you're gonna do that just get rid of the cap altogether because in my opinion like why are you basically limiting your team's ability to uh like call up certain players and then as soon as the as soon as the most competitive portion of the of the of the calendar year for that league starts you take the you take the restrictions off that makes no sense to me if anything i think it'd make more sense to have it the other way around basically have the restrictions off and then once the playoffs start put everything back on and then basically see who's the best who's the best team the fact that you're basically opening it up after makes no sense to me none it's strange uh, that idea it is. about having it really is. no cap and then a cap for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How would that even work? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, what if you have like a $200 million roster? Then you then you put your best team together, fits under the cap. And then, then you see who's got the best players and you see who the best team is. Then wouldn't you have to like trade half your roster away? No, you could send them down. Okay. You, you can make it work. Like again, I'm not saying that 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 necessarily makes sense. I'm just saying just conceptually, I think that makes the most sense because you're basically saying like, look, we are going to restrict you from being able to make the playoffs. Um, we like we're going to put all these restrictions in place, saying you can't call up X, X, Y, and Z because of the amount of money that like you currently have allocated to your roster. 
like we want the best of the best teams to get into the uh into the playoffs. So we want you to form your best team that fits under the cap. And then they get to the playoffs, you're like, okay, run free. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm confusing myself now as I'm, as, I'm, as, I'm, as I'm explaining it out. But like, anyway, honestly, I'm confused, like, I, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, my case. Okay, so the bottom line is during the playoffs. Anyway, forget it. I'm just I'm, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Yeah. The last thing I want to say is, uh, in these general manager meetings, they also talked about the World Cup of Hockey, and they concluded that they won't have any stupid teams anymore. By stupid teams, I mean a team like Team Europe or Team yeah. North America. You, yeah. Yeah. That's they fair. only have the, the national squad, so like Team Canada, US, etc., etc., yeah. which is cool. And honestly, it's, it's not the Olympics. Makes sense. It's not the Olympics, but it's. The no, and that's the thing, thing, right? And like, the thing is, like, back when they did North America, the reason they could afford to do it is because they had so many, like, just phenomenal, like, young superstar talent, so much talent coming through the pipeline. Yeah. But, like, now, like, that talent's already arrived, man. Like, you can easily, like, Austin Matthews easily makes Team team USA. Connor McDavid easily take makes Team Canada. Yep. Same with Nathan McKinnon. They're, like, the Team North America is going to be on Team Canada. And, like, unfortunately, the thing is, like, whenever that happens, it, look, it just seems unlikely there's going to be enough. There's not going to be enough of like that same talent that's not gonna be able to make team canada to make a full roster out of it so like hmm. which is fine and again with team europe that was stupid <laughs> like why are we not spending up anyways um i'm really excited for the te- for the world cup of hockey again um again i kind of wish that there was a team north america because that team was a lot of fun um but that just means that this tournament's gonna be really fun so anyways yeah I, I just so, so, so badly want to see the best on best tournament. At least once in my yep. life, I want to see Connor McDavid versing Austin Matthews in a proper best on best national team tournament. I want to see a first line of McDavid, McKinnon, and Marner. Oh. That'd be so gross. <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh my God. Can I, yeah. Oh God. Okay, yeah. That's my that's my little, little my little tidbit for today. That's my little nugget. Speaking of McDavid, Martyr, and all those amazing players, uh, yeah. let's run a quick question of the day before we wrap up. Mm. Dude, I ready. just want to say uh, my transitions today have been snazzy. Ooh. They've been good. They've been good. I'll give you that. They've been good. All right. What, what's the what's the Q O T D? Okay. Here is the that's Art quote Ross. of the day. What's the question of the day? Sorry, Art Ross. Okay. Yes. Here's the all-out race. Uh, top three players in the league. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Huberdeau. Huberdeau, by the okay. way, having an amazing season. Yeah. Uh, McDavid, 100 points. He just hit that milestone yesterday. Hooray! Wow, already? Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, yeah. Dreisaitl, okay. 97. And Huberdeau, 93. Who do you think ends up winning mm. the Art Ross? McDavid. McDavid. I think it's going to be McDavid. McDavid. He's got seven points on Huberdeau. He's going to be close. Uh, I also want to mention that if Austin Matthews was not injured this season and also su- suspended, he would be in the 90s right now. Currently, he's at 85. Yeah, he missed seven games. So, yeah, yeah you're probably right. Mm-hmm. Goaltending. Uh, who do you think wins the Vezina? Right now, we got... Shesterkin. Really? I think still, still yeah. think so. Yeah. He's had a horrible last few games, though. He, I don't care. Like, if he, if he can... If, his, if he finishes a goal against average of just above two or around two, just around two, with like a save percentage of like 930, yes. he's got it. Like, because like there's no like, 
other than Vasilevsky, I don't really think there's a whole lot of competition there. Uh, off the top of my head, Vasilevsky yeah. is not even the top ten in save percentage this season. So there you go, right? Like, like sorry, just off the top of my head, like so Vasilevsky, no. Bobrovsky's had a horrible second half. Uh, Jack Campbell, no way. Boston, Jeremy Swayman, I don't think so because yeah, I don't think he's played enough games because I think he's basically platooning with Linus Olmark. Um, I'm stalling so I can pull up the Freddy? statistics right now. Freddie Anderson? Freddie, okay, yeah. Oh, uh, man. I don't think I... He could, but I still, I'm, I'm still giving it. So Strickland is a 936, even after those horrible games, man. I think... Like, that's happens, crazy. I think what happens is, look, for the Vezina... I think playoffs is taken into account a little bit, right? No. I know all the winning's done before the playoffs. Yeah, but they don't award the Vezina until after. Like they give the they do they do the Vezina at the NHL awards, which is during the playoff. But like, all all the voting is done prior, like to the playoffs starting. So there's absolutely no thing taken into like consideration. Okay, fair enough then. Yeah, my thing is like. Shesterkin right now is almost 10 points in a save percentage above Frederick Anderson, which is crazy. That's nuts. And again, if, yeah. if, and I don't know, I don't know the answer to this, but if the advance, if the people who are voting are looking at the heat maps and like how, like the difficulty of saves, Shesterkin has this easy, like, the, like, the, like, just if you look at the Rangers defensive heat map, Shesterkin is carrying them. Like, it yeah. is not good. Whereas Freddie, the thing, one thing we've talked about is he plays in a very defensive, a very defensive-friendly system. A lot of good defensemen, like a great system. Like, yeah. Also, I, I, I don't even think Freddie's the runner-up. If Shesterkin wins it, my, 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 uh, I think the runner-up is going to be Jacob Markstrom. That's just my opinion. What about Soup? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I got to bounce, no. so I'm going to ask one more question. Uh, mm. and this, no explanation here. Mm. No explanation. Just. Mm. I'm going to ask for your heart trophy winner and you have three seconds to think about it and you're just going to spit out a name right now and I'm going to spit out a name as well. Three, two, yep. one, who? Matthews. Matthews. Hey, let's fucking go. Here's like, okay. No, no explanation. No explanation. No, 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 no. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. Right, That's it. it. I'm going to do the outro now. Oh. Uh, I got to bounce. Uh, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so not used to doing the outro. Uh... <laughs> Thank you! Yo's rip. Yo's rip. Let's rip.